The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. What is up? We're going to the show give you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner, one of the only commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County, fee-only, CFP, independent. That's what you're looking for from your financial advice. Say it all the time. Say it every show. have been saying it, what, 11, 12 years now. What am I talking about? Make sure your advisor only works for you, not a bank, not a financial firm. Make sure they have the top credential of CFP. And their compensation method matters. You're looking for fee only. Go to jasonqualscfp.com for more. If you want to listen to the show anytime, anywhere, learn, jump on the social media, contact the show, send questions, comments, disagreements. Financialcoachingradio.com is the place to check out. I was just looking at an article talking about money market accounts. Uh, the money market rates around high fours, low fives. That is the world we're living in. You can get. get High interest, basically savings accounts. And what, two years ago, we were complaining, I'm not getting anything. My, how things can change quickly. Well, let's talk about millionaires and tax evaders. <laughs> Interesting article, Kiplinger.com. The IRS is targeting 1,600 millionaire tax evaders, 575 partnerships. Are you on the agency's <laughs> priority list? Luckily for everyone that has high income, high net worth, or higher, 1600 and really about 21 2200 total is what this article saying they're targeting uh, with the increased finding from the inflation reduction act the irs now has the means to better identify millionaire tax evaders and corporations that owe back taxes well how would it be hard to identify someone who owes back taxes if you owe it or not Anyway, roughly 1,600 millionaires, 575 partnerships are on the IRS's focus list for these explained collection efforts. Here's what you need to know. Uh, Kibbinger previously reported about the IRS's efforts to ramp up tax enforcement, but the agency has now narrowed its sights into those numbers. Incomes over a million. The agency will focus first on millionaires with at least 250000 in reorganized tax debt. The IRS says that Successful enforcement of these cases could result in hundreds of millions of dollars in tax revenue. So, ha-ha! It's a business, right? we got to go after the big fish. Hook, if we're going to spend our efforts getting some tax dollars that's owed to us, let's go get the biggest ones first. So, luckily, if you're not on that list, you don't owe that amount of money in back taxes, you're fine. Uh, this is because the IRS is also looking into wealthy taxpayers who cut corners or set off audit red flags. The IRS has identified hundreds of possible taxpayers who do not file a report of foreign bank and financial accounts. These taxpayers are estimated to have balances that average over $1.4 million. Offshore accounts going to get you in trouble every time. 
The IRS has already caught one millionaire who purchased luxury cars, including a Bentley. Instead of paying their tax bill, the agency is looking closely at taxpayers who make these types of purchases when their reported income doesn't support the ability to afford these expenses. Now, that's kind of one-on-one, right? You show low income to have a bunch of stuff. Come on, you got to justify where you get. At least you got some money to pay for it. And you don't have a trust fund. My thing is, how do they know what you have? What do you own, oh, man? Is Big Brother really watching us? What are the penalties for tax evasion? Well, they're stick. They're going to fine you. They're going to penalize you. Could even put you in jail. Tax evaders can face a fine up $100,000, $500,000 for a corporation. An attempt to evade taxes may result in five years in imprisonment. The higher the quality of your attorney, the more you spend to stay out of jail, the more likely you're going to stay out of jail. Because how many types, or how many times have we seen very uh, famous folks get into tax trouble? They're not serving a lick of imprisonment. But if you're just a regular Joe, and me and having a high income or high net worth would not make you regular. But if you're not in the public eye, can't hire a top-notch law firm, you may be spending some time in the pokey. And here's all the deal I have with, with the IRS. We have this complicated tax code. Makes us file these crazy forms. Employs a lot of people. IRS agents, tax preparers, you know, tax attorneys, CPAs, whatever. Even financial people who do tax planning. Wouldn't need any of that if we simplify the tax code. How do you simplify it, at least on the personal side? Make it a flat tax. Everybody pays a flat percentage. No matter what you owe, what you earn. If you make $5, you pay 10%. You make $5 million, you pay 10%. Whatever the percentage. I don't care what the percentage is. Then you don't have to file a freaking tax return. No write-offs, nothing. You pay in 10%. But that's my two cents. All right, we've got a good show lined up for today. We're talking estate planning with John Baker, estate planning attorney. Keep it locked in on your local place for Talk WGNS. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners, if you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonquallscfp.com or call 878-2134 today. Okay, folks, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. If you were my client or a loved one, I would never let you get your wills done online. This is truly a case of where you only get what you pay for, and those you leave behind will be the ones to pay the price. Go see estate planning attorney John Baker today by calling 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Again, that's 896-5621 or bakercouncil.com. Get the expert estate planning advice you need today. 
Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at TH&W CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with TH&W CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, J.C. Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Joining me now is John Baker, Estate Planning Attorney. John, welcome back to the show. Yeah, great to be here, Jason. All right, let's talk a little bit about estate planning, the basics. It's something we cannot talk too much about. Uh, we see a lot of you know, commercials, ads, whether it be TV or especially on the Internet. The importance of basic estate planning, and I think people still... Well, technology is changing, and the one topic we have not addressed in quite some time is the availability of online estate planning. How has that changed uh, in the last couple of years? You know, you can get a will done online. What are the the positives? What are the negatives of getting your estate planning documents done through a website? Yeah, so well, I think the 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 big change is I think you just see more of that out there, more different companies and whatnot that that are offering those sort of things online. I think, and I think as a consumer, you know, the thing to remember there is what you're purchasing. You're purchasing uh, a rather generic, uh, generalized documents and planning uh, documents uh, without legal uh, legal counsel. So, and they make that clear on their websites. They disclaim providing any legal advice. And the uh, so that's what you're getting, and then it's up to you to make sure it's done correctly, complies with all legal requirements, and carries out your intentions, that it identifies all your issues that you may have regarding your planning and your goals. And so I, I think I find a lot of time that, that when you're doing that yourself, you know, that, 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 can, that can be a problem. So I think that's the biggest problem. Of course, the, the, the positive is, is, is it's somewhat less expensive uh, and it's, uh, you know, I mean, you just click buttons, you know, and then there's your documents. Of course, like I said, the downside is you got to make sure they're legal and carry out your intent, identify your issues, make sure they comply with law. And so a lot, there's a lot to that. Uh, you know, sometimes lawyers kind of chuckle when a client calls or comes in and says they want a simple will because there really is no such thing as, as that. They, they're, they're, there's, um, now, there's certainly easier cases to plan for than others, but but uh, but that's the risk. And uh, Well, the world we live in, you know, we have a lot of second marriages, a lot of blended yes. families, um, yes. people with, with, right. with assets. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess if you have a basic uh, asset situation, the will can somewhat be simple. But then we, we get into more important documents like powers of attorney, and yeah. how that those need yeah. to be drafted, whether it be financial or Medicare I mean, yeah, they're or just, healthcare. Yeah, there's just so many issues that be, go beyond you know what I think is something that can uh, safely be done you know through a self help 
uh, online platforms, such you know, elder law, the wealth of issues that go on there. If you, if if you or your spouse has health issues uh, that may be long term in nature, uh, like you said, the blended families where we have children from different marriages coming together into a marriage. Those are sometimes the hardest cases to uh, plan for, uh, even with an attorney. So you know, you kind of, I mean, you pay for what you're getting. Uh, if you go to a lawyer, you're getting documents that are prepared to address your issues uh applicable with you know whatever state you're in uh and 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 you're getting legal advice through all that uh with a with a document service online you're getting a document you're not getting you know uh, legal advice so it's just one of those things that's very hard to do I, i really do kind of analogize it to doctors when we've had health issues in my family of course like everybody else i go out online and i try to learn dr google yep learn as much as i can about it but you know if it's a, if it's a complicated health issue uh certainly any like serious illness or cancer or something um you know it makes my head spin i just can't figure it all out i can't identify the issues i have to get that expert advice of the doctor and, and get their 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 recommendations and, and, and their treatment uh suggestions and plans and all of that because it's just there's just too much to it and in a way i kind of do see the same thing uh, with, with the state planning from the legal. There's just a lot there that doesn't meet the eye until you really start to dig into it. And, as, you know, and, and, and uh, so, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's really the issues that have always been there with, you know, self-help documents, whether they were in the old days, something you'd buy at Office Depot. Or well, today, that was a thing before the Internet. Yeah, or today all over the Internet. So these things are nothing new. But, you know, go read their disclaimers. They, they make very clear they're not giving you legal advice. That you're you're doing this at your own risk, and uh, and that they're selling documents, um, and so you know that that's the difference with the lawyer. Uh, if the lawyer screws it up, he's got you can sue him. You can't go sue one of these companies because they've already told you you know and made it clear that they're not providing legal advice. So uh, you know it's just, it's just just two different products. They're 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 apples and oranges, really. So when you hire an attorney, it's not just the doc. It's more that you're paying for the legal advice. Absolutely. The, you know, the easy, I can tell you, having done this for many years, the easiest part of the whole process is, is doing the document. You know, with, with, with our own attorney drafting systems and, 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 and the things that we use to draft documents today, uh, the drafting's the easy part. The hard part is the design, planning it out to make sure it is identifying the issues that the client has make sure the client understands the issues he or she has and you know that's the hard part that's where i that's where i may be spending several hours with them once i know what we're going to do once we figure that design out you know the the drafting is the easy part creating the documents the easy part if you're just joining in we're talking estate planning with john baker bakercouncil.com is the website bakercouncil.com John, you do probate cases where you know you have to go in front of the the, the, the court system to handle estate planning uh, at, at the tail end. Someone's passed away. For those that you've experienced that have passed away without a will, and contrasting that cost and the process, because people don't do estate planning documents. One, they they think, well, it's overwhelming. I'll get to it one day. I don't want to pay for it right now. Um, I can do it myself or do it online. For those who do not have any documents at all and they have to go through this process of the court system on the back end, is there is there a cost difference? Like what? How much more is it going to cost you? I guess is what I'm asking. If you do not have any planning versus you spending the money up front. 
Well, regardless of what type of plan you do, if you have planned, whether it's a will or trust, you know, whatever type of planning you've got done, that's probably going to be less expensive than if you did nothing. And uh, because almost always, if you do nothing, uh, it's going to do more. It's going to cost more. It's going to be more work. It's going to be more stress on your family. And, and it makes sense because if you haven't done anything while you're living, your, your family's going to have to clean that up when you die. And that's just more work. So, so the simple answer is the more you can do to get your affairs in order, your financial, your legal, and all of that, uh, the easier and less expensive it's going to be on your family. And that that process you know you're going through with with making sure your assets get where you want to go. Let's talk about what what these documents do. So a will basically names your executor. So let's talk about what does an executor do in in a couple sentences. And let's talk about how does a will direct your assets, and and how is that different than naming beneficiaries? Right. So so your so your will is one of the essential estate planning documents. You know every adult should have 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 some kind of will. And essentially, uh, it's going to do several main things. Of course, it's going to distribute and, and administer the estate, you know, per your instructions and, and, and identify your beneficiaries and how you want them to receive it and all of that. It's going to name that executor who is going to be in charge of administering that estate, which that means he's in charge of, of, of complying with, with, with the rules regarding payment of expenses and, and debts and distributing the estate uh, to the beneficiaries in accordance with the instructions in the will. So those are the primary purposes of the will. And uh, uh, there are, of course, other documents that, that, that are essential in addition to the pot will because the will speaks at death. I know that sounds kind of in, uh, you know self-evident, but that's all it does, okay? It does not help you while you're living, but it helps when you die, okay? The other component of the estate planning is what to do if you become incapacitated or very ill. Who is going to have authority to handle your affairs? And that's where the powers of attorney come in. You need powers of attorney for health care. You need powers of attorney for financial, business, property matters. Man, a question I've never so, asked. Let's say you do not have a power of attorney and and you, have, and you, you become incapacitated. How do you get? How, how does someone get authority over your 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 affairs in that situation? Right. So 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 unless there were uh, you know everything was joint accounts with your spouse or something like that, and, and someone already had had authority through some means such as that, uh, the the process is a court process called a, a conservatorship, which is essentially having the court appoint a guardian to administer uh, the the. Uh, the property and, and the decision making for an incapacitated person uh it, it's, and is that ever a dispute thing where people are like well i want to be the conservator right? I, I think you know, is there a family squabble over yeah, that since you didn't name that well, we talk about the squabble over assets when it, someone dies but i could it, picture it, like yeah. who's in charge of the stuff while you're still living would be a bigger court squabble well it, it absolutely can be in fact i have had two calls this week with those very types of issues so uh, uh and of course when you go to court you have to have attorneys uh there's costs and when there's disputes there's even more costs and so yes it can get very expensive very fast particularly if there's disputes and guess what who's going to decide who's going to manage your affairs then not you know it's going to be the court and uh you know so it's better to do an inexpensive power of attorney where you get to name who's going to do that 
why, in, as opposed to leaving it to a court, which again is going to be very expensive, time-consuming, stressful on everybody involved. And that's usually what scares people into getting these estate plans. Like, I don't want yes. the court deciding for me. Sure. If you're just joining in, this is Financial Coaching Radio. Stick around right after this break. We'll continue our estate planning discussion. Back right after this. financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134. Or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Buying a house is stressful, and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Spark with Franklin Synergy Bank at Financial Coaching Radio, the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell. Not pushing any live event tickets or financial products. I'll leave that to the other guys. Jason Qualls, CFP.com for all about me. FinancialCoachingRadio.com to listen to the show anytime, anywhere. Continuing our estate planning discussion with John Baker, estate planning attorney. His website, BakerCouncil.com. We just left off talking about powers of attorney and what it does and the importance of having that document and uh, the more advanced estate planning the basic documents wills powers of attorney right then you get into more advanced stuff you get into trusts sure and what, yeah. what is your opinion on the folks that say everyone needs a trust and, and my, i'll give you my take on it is all things you know if we're in a perfect la la land world where things are free and everything is is easy to do i think a trust is a great document but the cost of a trust is is usually more expensive than a will maintaining a trust uh we're talking about a revocable trust here is more complex than maintaining a will document what is your view would you say if 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 everything were perfect everyone's better off with a trust or is it just where it's really depends on your situation well if i mean if you own property and ha- have financial savings then then yes the, the the trust is a nice tool the revocable trust which is a trust that even though uh, it's a trust you, you're the trustee you control it you can update it you can restate it you can amend it you can revoke it you know so it's all in your control you haven't given up any control 
and it uh, by getting affairs in order on the front end with the revocable trust again it gets back to you can save some work on your family on the back end when you die or become incapacitated and of course that 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 can save money um but but yeah you 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 need to have some assets to make that worthwhile if it's a very simple estate uh where uh let's say that you have a a a uh, a, a client that, uh, you know, maybe they're 88 years old, they own a house, they really don't have any money. What money they have, their their child is on the joint account with them, so the account's not really going to be probate. So the only real issue is the house. And then you, you talk to them, you see, well, the only asset that, that, that would be subject to probate is your house when you die. And uh, uh, do you, if you do a revocable trust, uh, put the house in the trust, it will avoid that probate court process. If you don't, then you'll probate your will uh, when you die. Uh, the will is a public document. The trust is a private document. You know, when you die, so that because because it's the trust is not in probate. You know, it, it remains private. So you just kind of have the pro and con discussions with people about. Uh, which one would, would work and uh so very great they, they both yeah. work uh, they, yes. one works a little better but yeah. it's you got to give people the information so they right. can make the, the decision and, for and sometimes though if i have that elderly client and and they they may uh, of course you never know with anyone but 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 it could be a, a medicaid situation if they need to go into a nursing home uh, i may be inclined just to keep it simple and do the will because that trust uh, in that situation where there's just the house in it, it uh, you know, it's not really going to help us for, for Medicaid, and, and we would we would need it that house to be exempt, and to be exempt, it cannot be in a trust. So, oh, so there's just multiple factors that go in. And that's where you get the first thing when we're talking about the legal advice. Yes, that's where you get back to the council. You know, that you got to sort through all the issues and see what's the fit for the client and. Per, so, so you use that scenario and they run out so well you know Susie Orman says mm-hmm. everybody get a trust you run out and get a trust yeah. in that 88 year old situation with just the house as the main yeah. asset and then this nursing home issue comes up and you're like oh crap yeah well and let's give another <laughs> let's give another scenario why where the legal counsel comes in again let's say you've got you've got a widow and she lives in Tennessee and she owns her house and maybe she's got some accounts or other set assets or whatever um she's very close she loves her children it's a great relationship with their children but her children live in north dakota they're not here they don't want to have to come down here and do a probate they want it as simple as possible so in that case avoiding probate is a higher priority because all her family's out of state and they don't want want to do the probate so perhaps they want to do the trust to, to to simplify that a bit and, and, and not have the probate because, again, they're coming from out of state. So so every case, you have to go through the situation. That's why we kind of chuckle. And these people, are things that people aren't thinking about. They're saying, right. oh, i got to get some documents. Yeah. Somebody said I need this. Let me go run and get it. That's it's 150 right. bucks online. And they, that, it, this may be the most, you know, even though it's not a very uh, you know difficult estate playing segment it is probably the most beneficial because we just really hit on the biggest thing is that legal advice is what makes it all worth it i mean it's like it going back what i was saying earlier that us lawyers kind of chuckle when somebody says they want a simple will because there's really no such thing well the reason there's no such thing is, is because of all of what we were just discussing uh there's always issues to sort through 
uh, you know, and, and if you don't sort through them, if you don't go through those with the client, you know, how, how you know, how do you, uh, you know, how do you address, address them? So it's, it's, uh, what is Medicaid's you know, issue with a revocable trust in a house? Well, so, so, so a house is an exempt asset and, and so it's not going to affect your Medicaid eligibility, but, but it has to be in your, your name. It, it can't be in a trust, not even a revocable trust. Now, the, of course, the easy solution is if you get in that solution and you have a revocable trust, you know, we just take it out of the trust and put it back in your name. But again, you got to go through that issue with your client and explain that to them so they can decide how they want to do it. They may want the trust anyway, and they'll just say, well, if she goes in the nursing home, we'll just pull it out of the trust. It'll be, a, be another deed to prepare. But, but yeah, uh, if you have a, a nursing you know, home issue with an out-of-state children like you described earlier yeah. you, you'd probably still go with the trust there because they don't want to deal with probate yeah we'd have to yeah we'd have to look at it and, and see but if it was a if it was that out-of-state fam, you know children and, and, the, and the mother lived here and then she was going to need tennessee medicaid uh then then we then we probably i'd have to tell the family you know we, we'll probably have to take that house out of the the uh, trust and put it back in her name if that's going to be what our plan now there's some other planning obviously you can do with medicaid but but uh, but if that was the plan to just put it back in her name, then that's what we would do. Uh, so it's uh, uh, you know it's just. Uh, <laughs> and one of the th- things this always leads to is that well, we'll just give uh, give assets away. We'll give yeah. the house away. It'll be out of you know mom or dad's name, and and giving assets away without legal counsel before death is. It's it's that's that's well, a risky situation. And I tell you, one a, a situation that I, I've seen seems to, to to come along pretty regular now with the person that that was thinking that well, you know, my my situation's simple. Everything's going to be there for my wife and my my kids. I don't need a will. Um, you know, it, it it's all going to go to them anyway. And so they just don't do any planning. And then 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 they die. And let's say there there was a piece of property, you know, a piece of real estate, uh, maybe the house, maybe a rental, maybe just some old, some inherited land somewhere. Um, well, when the family goes to sell that, because there was no will to identify the beneficiaries that was probated in a probate court and made an official legal document, um, they're going to have to get what we call affidavits of airship, typically from unrelated persons, to establish that these particular people are this person's heirs at law. And so, in other words, it's it's the title issues and, and the title attorneys and the title insurance companies that are going to want these affidavits of heirship if there was no will. And so, uh, you know, and I've, I've, that's, I've, I've had I've that come up pretty regular now for, for estates where there's no will. John Baker, estate planning attorney, bakercouncil.com. Local number, John, is 896-5621, correct? Yeah, that's it. If you have any estate planning questions off the air, 615-896-5621, bakercouncil.com. John, I appreciate your time. Thanks, Jason. Love to be here. All right, we're going to take another break. We'll close out the show. Back right after this. Keep you locked in right here on WGNS. much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website, jasonqualls.com. 
cfp.com. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Financial Coaching Radio is the place to be. If you're tired of one-size-fits-all baby steps, who isn't, right? You know what I'm talking about. Everything is oversimplified. No matter if you call in with it, everybody gets a baby step. And financial planning, you know, obviously if you've done nothing, a very simplified approach is better than nothing in most cases. But if you learn to live on less than you make, you learned that a long time ago. You didn't take a rocket scientist to tell you that. You're like, hey, if I have $10 coming in, I better not spend more than 10 not that human nature doesn't take over when we make some stupid decisions. Everyone with money has made stupid money decisions. But if you're in the boat where you think this one-size-fits-all approach is not for you, who do you need? You need an independent fee-only CFP. Learn more at JasonQualsCFP.com. Uh, you can learn more about what I do, how I do it, why I do it, the way I do it. There are very few true independent fee-only CFPs, but you can learn all you need to know at the website listen to the show anytime anywhere at financialcoachingradio.com again financialcoachingradio.com click archives get a long list of past shows uh, and it, they go back years you know the, the, you click on the wrong link you'll end up in shows like two three four five years ago and luckily thanks for the station they're all out there for you your listening pleasure financialcoachingradio.com I'm going to check out of here for today I appreciate you listening today and every day be back at you tomorrow same time same bat time, same bat channel, right here on WGNS. Keep it locked in, right here.